since hitting its high on November 19th. Um, airports are closing. People are nervous about how they are going to get out of here when they eventually do have plans to, to go abroad. And oh, many my gosh. Uh, uh, Brent now at 103.09. Uh, I mean, it's at this point, it's just skyrocketing. 103.09. Uh, I know that seems relatively slow, but we do also continue to look at it. But uh, like, oh, you know, skyrocketing might be like 120 or whatever. But we're kind of on that path right now. I mean, we're almost WTI 100. This is nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, according to these journalists, he had a phone call with the Turkish president and then has a meeting with the Pakistani prime minister later today. So it's kind of a, a hodgepodge of, of things going on, uh, many of them seeming sort of detached from what is going on in Ukraine, which is the most important thing, an earth-changing and, and universe-changing event. Um, you know, we've been talking about what Putin said earlier today, which was really... Uh, a message that he wanted to change the world order, change the world as we see it, feeling aggrieved for for not being part of the Western camp. Bitcoin, by the way, quite stable right now at 34.7 to 34.8. Russia's, but the whole world security was at risk with America sort of marching through and being the only world power. Yeah, Dow Futures now down 848 points. Terrorism. And then those words about wanting to denazify and demilitarize Ukraine were very alarming here because mm -hmm. there is a sense that that has been fabricated by many people here as well. Of course, the state propaganda and state TV has been building this case for a long time now, but Russians and Ukrainians fought side by side against the Nazis in World War II, and President Zelensky himself is Jewish, so it doesn't make sense. Zelensky in a Let's pull off Zelensky here. A uh, former U.S. ambassador to Russia and professor at Stanford University says nations should, al should also impose sanctions on Belarus, whose pro-Moscow government has allowed Russian troops to invade Ukraine from inside its borders. Belarus must be part of the sanctions package. Yeah, I doubt that's going to happen. But uh, not a bad point. Russians now, some of them dissidents in opposition and in exile, some of them with independent media and uh, organizations, non-governmental organizations, are sort of encouraging Russians to speak out against what their, what their president is doing. And so far, we haven't seen a sign of that. We know that any such protest would be put down very quickly. I saw on social media, uh, I noticed that there was a picket going on in Belarus against war. And I looked to see the picture trace. It was just, um, it was just a poster someone had put Ooh. in their window. Oh my gosh. So we uh, originally looked at the stock market in Russia and we saw it was opening about 11 to 13% down. Folks, we now have an update on the stock market in Russia. It is down 27%. This is the MOEX, the Moscow Stock Exchange. This comes at the same time as we're receiving updates that Ukraine is now confirming that the Russian army has crossed the state border in four different regions. Russian MOEX now down 26.6%. U.S. futures also down substantially. U.S. futures. 
Oh, that camera's dead. Down uh, 400, or I'm sorry, 852 points, 2.59% on the Dow, 2.66% on the S&P, 3.4% on the S&P 500, and 2.86% on the small cap index. Yikes. the Soviet Union and a repressive regime, then segueing into what should have been a democratic world. Now they're feeling that they're being dragged back in time and it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. This is a city, Moscow is of course different from the rest of Russia in the way that New York and Los Angeles perhaps are different from the rest of the United States. But it's a, it's a booming city, it's a clean city, it's a, a thriving city on many levels. And the fear is that that could change very soon. And the thought is, why Why do we need this? We, we, we don't want Ukraine. We want to be friends with Ukraine. We don't want a war. We don't want to hear about body bags. Um, and we don't want our lifestyle being being limited by any new restrictions. We don't want to be ostracized yeah, by the rest of the... I'm going to pop that over for a second here to CNN. ...that Russian forces in that advance could then uh, meet up with Russian forces based in Transnistria in Moldova. Uh, and certainly that would then seal off the entire Ukraine. Let's try over here. A great deal of pain suffered by the people could, in fact, over time, make his position extremely difficult. But his strongest allies inside the country, uh, his, his biggest supporters, his most important constituency, at least over the short period of time, are, are the people who he's elevated to the top of the food chain, uh, who receive... Uh, the largest uh, percentage of uh, of gratuities, his inner circle uh, oligarchs. This is for potentially other sanctions. President of France now saying on Twitter that France firmly condemns Russia's decision to wage war against Ukraine and that Russia must immediately put an end to all military operations. His perception is that the people, the l large body of Russians can withstand a great deal of pain. I, it's, it's easy, I guess, to be condescending about Russians, but difficulties, pain, uh, sacrifice is not alien to Russia. They've gone through a great deal of difficulty over their long history, uh, particularly in the Second World War. Uh, so I think the perception, particularly among uh, Putin and his cronies is that the Russian people can absorb a great deal of pain, and I think he's willing to subject them to it in order to achieve his objectives. No matter how irrational they seem to us, they're rational to him. Katie. Colonel Jack Jacobs, thank you so much for joining us. I do want to pull up that uh, video that we just had on air a moment ago. This is, I believe, in from Kharkiv earlier this morning, and it shows a number of blasts, rapid-fire blasts in the distance that's from earlier in kharkiv ukraine stay with us when we come back we're going to talk to a member of the house armed services committee as we watch the unfolding invasion in ukraine jeez all right they're all going on commercial at the same thank time thank you very much trace i wouldn't believe that uh i think if they're trying to knock out air uh, systems to basically uh create air superiority it's going to take Still, by the way, sitting at 103 on Brent, substantially above uh, $100 here. 
Uh, okay. Oh my gosh. The Russian stock exchange, the MOEX, the Moscow stock exchange now reporting down 30%. If I go back down to a five-year average and I look at the pandemic low, the pandemic low was about 90. Uh, okay. And, uh, and, and now it's sitting at 82. Again, going to the one day here, showing this at uh, uh, seems to be recovering a slight bit here. We got some buy the dippers over there now, about twenty nine point seven percent to the downside. Wow. Okay. Be thrown into the mix uh, during the Truman presidency when uh, the Soviet uh, influence was really taking hold in Greece and Turkey. We came up with the Truman Doctrine. We looked at uh, you know stability in Europe. The Marshall Plan, et cetera. It needs to be a overall focus on readiness in the United States, building our military capability, creating energy independent for the United States, strengthening the United States, allowing Congress to do its role with regard to strength and sanctions. I also think the American people need to see things other than bank sanctions. Uh, for example, President Reagan, when the incursions occurred in Poland, uh, basically uh, denied. Uh, operations by Aeroflot, the Russian airlines. Well, if you look at Aeroflot now with their hubs in New York and in Washington, D.C. and Miami, it gives them access to the United States. It gives them access to the oligarchs in the United States as well as the Americas. Oh, okay, this is interesting. The Ukrainian Ministry of Defense said Thursday that forces are countering the Russian offensive with dignity, inflicting losses on Moscow troops. National Defense Forces using... The right for self-defense, according to Article 51 of the United Nations Charter, are countering with dignity the enemy's attempts to break through the state border. The situation is controlled. Russian troops are suffering losses. TBD on the accuracy of these claims, but uh, yeah, uh, you've also got quite... Uh, substantial traffic leaving cities uh, talk of uh, Russian military tanks moving in certain towns already being taken over keep listening here so that we can show and show solidarity for the people of Ukraine while at the same times time uh, strengthening the deterrent uh, posture for any future type of mischief that uh, Putin would do outside of Ukraine. You know, you, you listen to people and you and some of the intel experts will tell you that, you know, if this is an all out battle that we're talking about anywhere from 100 to 125,000 civilians in Ukraine killed. You're talking about 25 to 50,000 military personnel killed. You're talking about upwards Jeez. of a million uh, refugees flooding across the border into Poland and some other countries. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering to those who say that this is a unwinnable battle for the Ukrainians, what would you say, Captain? I disagree. In fact, I know many Ukrainian officers up to the three-star level, and I looked at uh, their service uh, during the 2014 incursion with uh, Crimea, also in Donetsk and uh, Eastern Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine has a special forces uh, uh, many special forces uh, officers and leaders that are very, very capable. As you mentioned previously, uh, 
there are the Javelin missiles that are there against the, uh, could be used against the tanks. There's also the, uh, the strength and the will of the uh, Ukrainian uh, ground forces, armed forces themselves. Many of them uh, trained in- By the way, this, this fall of about 30% on the MOEX is, is the most on record that we have seen. So I think the will of the uh, Ukrainian people uh, won't be seen as, as uh, people that are weak, but they're very strong. And I think looking at mm -hmm. the uh, lines of effort that the, the Russians uh, are pursuing now, as you mentioned uh, through the report, uh, with the uh, the sounds of uh, of uh, armament in uh, Kiev, as well as the movement of tanks across the Belarusian border, uh, that says that we'll see how how far that uh, they're able to go. We'll see. Let's take a listen to uh, some video here. First of all, where Russian airstrikes will hit, but secondly. How do the Ukrainians react? Uh, will we see a, a massive procession of people heading towards the western part of the country and Poland? And what does that mean for for uh, Poland and the rest of the European Union? Poland has already made preparations to receive war wounded and, and, and uh, refugees. It's likely it will have to activate those plans now. In fact, it's guaranteed uh, Poland will have to activate those plans now. So just how many people will, will try to, to get out of, of the areas and cities that Russia is likely to target? That's, I think, what we should be uh, looking at today. And of course, mm. the, the, the sad reality, the tragic reality is that we have to st start counting the number of people uh, killed in these various uh, Russian strikes. Ukraine says the Russian army has crossed the state wow. in four regions, and they previously talked about five regions and Crimea, which, of course, Russia occupied in 2014, uh, where they are seeing uh, attacks from. So that's the latest on what we're hearing from the Ukrainian wow. side. We're going to go and pull off here. Let's, uh, let's see what else we can find. Air capability uh, that could be mobile that the Ukrainians uh, could use. Uh, I just think they have to hold their ground in order for the the Russians to basically be brought to a stalemate and not have regime change, not have uh, uh, President Zelensky and his government uh, go uh, leave power and uh, leave Kiev. I think they'll, they'll stay there uh, until the BTC now around 34-4. We very much appreciate it. And we lost him. Thank you, sir. Ukrainian President Zelensky has reached out to President Biden asking for the U.S. president to denounce the invasion. And the president, Biden, will meet with G7 leaders tomorrow to talk about the next step for the U.S. and its allies. Let's go to Fox News correspondent Kevin Cork. He's live in D.C. with more on this. Kevin, good morning to you. Yeah, Trace, good morning. It's been very interesting watching all the changes happen late into the evening and now early into the morning here in Washington. As you pointed out, Joe Biden did speak with Ukraine's President Zelensky by phone, during which the U.S. leader called Russia's military activities there unprovoked and unjustified. Biden mm -hmm. pledging that the U.S. and allies will coordinate their responses in a, quote, united and decisive fashion, including more severe sanctions and i'll tell you more about that in just a moment speaking yeah of we've talked about these sanctions let's quickly look at the updated map uh folks the map is is getting ridiculous uh it it's almost every part of uh ukraine that has been uh hit with something certainly with something here 
thank you, by the way, uh, Tara, for the $19 donation uh, twice. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Yeah, it, it does feel like Bitcoin is more stable than uh, our uh, stock futures at the moment. But uh, I guess we'll see tomorrow when we actually have stocks open. Let's listen in. Reserve or retain some of the chances to have more, say again, carrots for later on if you want to entice the Russians in another direction. Unfortunately for this White House, Trace, mm -hmm. they have seen throughout this night and throughout the time that Joe Biden has been in office, there's been a total disregard for his leadership by the Russian leadership, especially as it is related to Ukraine. And so now we're seeing the fruit of that disdain and that disregard. We will see. If a collective effort by world powers will be enough ultimately to slow down Vladimir Putin, of course, we'll all be watching throughout the night and throughout the days and weeks ahead, Trace. Yeah, we will. And I'm curious, Kevin, you talk about carrots and sticks and, you know, even those who are who are really good at these sanctions and can kind of tell you exactly yeah. what they do and go after will tell you that the stick takes a while for someone to feel the pain. So these sanctions it's also possible now that the Moex has been halted down about 30 percent. Uh, that's the Moscow Stock Exchange again, uh, down substantially. Feeling inside the White House right now. Yeah, you nailed it. And in particular, when you think about a person who is as well positioned as Vladimir Putin is, not just his personal financial fortune, but we're talking about having friends in wealthy places like the Chinese, for example, and the Iranians and others in the Belarusians. So in his case, he can withstand this. And I'm sure he has gamed this out. Uh, I listened to Morgan earlier and Fred and other uh, guests that you've had here tonight. And I think they've laid out a scenario, Trace, whereby Vladimir Putin. Putin has not only planned for the sanctions, he knows that he can wait them out for a while. But I think the real question is, how much can the collective powers around mm -hmm. the globe finally come together? We've seen what the Germans... Yeah, that's the big question. We don't actually think much. I mean, what are we going to get? More economic sanctions? I mean, I, I don't know how much Russia cares right now. They benefit off the increasing price of crude substantially. Now we're at... Wow. I mean, look at this. We are at now... 103.50. We're almost up 7% on oil. Holy smokes. That's 4% more than when we started streaming. Because a lot of people would say, listen, including the president of Ukraine, if you had put these sanctions in place when yeah. we asked a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, even a month ago, when they first started massing those troops along the border with Ukraine, now they'd start to bite. Now they'd be biting right. a little bit. And I'm wondering if the president thinks, man, we should have put them in. So at least now that w there would be some kind of because, you know, we talked with Amy Kellogg about this, about whether diplomacy was really ever on the table. Uh, it is now being confirmed that the Ivano Frankivsk airport has been destroyed by enemy missiles. And the question would be, which we saw video of. A lot of smart people in this administration must have said, raised their hand and said, hey, these sanctions need to go in place yesterday. 
this is exactly, Trace, what will come out in the days ahead, in particular as people here in Washington. You know, there's always lots of hand-wringing. There's lots of predictions, and most of them are wrong. But sometimes you make a prediction of what will happen, and you turn out to be correct. And unfortunately for this White House, there were those voices that said, hey, listen, we need to act strongly. We need to act now. You heard Fred Fleiss in particular mm -hmm. uh, talking about how important it was to really hit them early on. And by the way, we listened to uh, some Ukrainian officials mm. uh, earlier tonight in a conversation with Shannon Bream. Also Let's see. Vietnam now urging restraint in Ukraine, calling for diplomacy. BTC just moved up again a little bit. We got a little bit of a, actually a potential gap up here. Let's see here. Uh, slight recovery. Yeah, there we go. 34.8 right now. Taking a look at our FTX chart here. 34.8, a little bit of a recovery. Dow futures now down about 815 points, no longer that full 850 that we saw just about uh, 20 minutes ago. To deter, Precisely. really tough to deter somebody when they've dropped the bombs already. Kevin Cork, back to you as the news breaks. Thank you, sir. Joining us now, Joel Rubin, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of State under President Obama. And Joel, to you, the same question, because really this is the question of the day. The president's going to come out later this afternoon, mm -hmm. and he's going to say these sanctions are going to be in place. They are going to be harsh. They're going to be biting. We're going to go maybe right to the, to, the, to the head of the snake and go after Putin himself. Who knows? exactly what they're going to hit him with hard. The question is, had you hit him a month ago with these things, they would now be starting to take effect. They would now start to feel the pinch a little bit more. And maybe that's, maybe my assessment is way off, but I'm asking for your guidance here. Yeah, Trace, no, this is the right question to ask. It's uh, how do we deal with the madman with nuclear weapons who seems hellbent on invading a neighbor that hasn't done anything to provoke him other than existing. And uh, I think that it's it's very hard to navigate this and what the administration has been trying to do. And I think this has been the approach that we've seen working is make sure we have unity with our allies, make sure that we have uh, partners in this program. Yeah, let's see. U.S. mission to NATO has posted a statement on Twitter. The U.S. and NATO allies condemn in the strongest possible terms Russia's attack on Ukraine. We've been coordinating with our allies to prepare for this moment, and we are ready to respond. Yeah, how about you do something? Mayor of Kiev, the former heavyweight, uh, who's this? Uh, oh, he former heavyweight boxing champion, appeared on Ukrainian television to assure residents of 2.8 million that shops were open, banks were <clears throat> banks were working, and the gas station had fuel. Don't panic, he says. Stay at home. I don't know. I mean, who would listen to that? I'm just curious. Like, you know, wouldn't you? I mean, maybe maybe you would have already gotten your money um, from the bank. Yeah, wild. Right, let's listen what I have is what happens if these sanctions are put in place tomorrow and President Putin decides that he wants to kind of turn the spigot on Nord Stream 1 down a little bit, down a few right. notches, and limit the amount of energy, of natural gas that goes into Germany. You know, they're already in an energy crisis in Europe. That would not yeah, help, it, it, and it could put their feet to the fire. 
Trace, it's a perfect question, and it's a, a, also a very good uh, explanation for why it's excellent to not have Nord Stream 2 going online. It reduces the ability of Russia to extort Europe down the road. Uh, but if they do go to extortion, uh, they're going to cut their revenue. That's going to be one critical thing. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, quite frankly... Futures uh, uh, settling down a little bit in terms of the pain that we had seen. Uh, now the Dow uh, has recovered about 100 points. Uh, take a look here. You can see above uh, my head, we've got a Dow now down 727 points at 2.19. Uh, S&P 500 down 2.2. Tech still down 2.85, but off of that 3.3 that we saw, small caps down 2.28. European gas now jumping 41%. And international oil up about 7%, uh, with Brent and WTI both up substantially. All right. And uh, so he is he is operating in a different state of mind right now from anything that we've seen. And uh, we have to be very yeah. clear that this is a threat to us as well as to Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, listen, the, the use of nuclear weapons is a game changer, and that would change the whole calibration of NATO and everything else would go out the window, and it would change. I want to give you a couple of headlines, if I can here, Joel, because these are things that you're going to read tomorrow morning in your papers. Uh, crude oil tops $100 per barrel. This is after— Yeah, uh, old news. We're like 103 right now. Reporting, quote, natural gas prices rose around the world after the invasion by Russia, the single biggest exporter of the fossil fuel globally. That's Russia. Europe experienced the sharpest rally. Features for gas delivered in the Netherlands, the benchmark in Northwest Europe, jumped 30 percent in early training. That's early. And, and the markets haven't even opened, right? You're thinking, oh, my, well, maybe you have. Yeah, they have there. 30 percent in early trading, the equivalent of one hundred and twenty nine dollars a megawatt hour in New York. U.S. gas prices rose 6%, and in New York, it's 2.47 in the morning. And at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, there are some bets that those gas prices could be up 10%, Joel. Jeez. Yeah, this is horrible. Um, it's horrible for the Ukrainian people, first and foremost. It's horrible that civilians and cities are getting bombarded through for, with no here's a video also to be verified it's a little choppy but it shows uh, this here uh, and i'm going to like this again so you can see my like history but just some uh, potential military troops here and tanks moving in and the bottom you're going to see a uh, heavy flamethrower come up when i replay this at the beginning here uh, it's a tos one uh here we go this is considered a heavy flamethrower system. It is a multiple rocket launcher weapon on a T-72 tank chassis. It's designed to attack enemy fortified positions and lightly armored vehicles, especially in open terrain. Yikes. Usually about 24 barrels. And uh, they shoot fast. Yeah, yeah, on a mess. With the Russians on diplomacy, on uh, strategic stability, nuclear weapons, arms control. Uh, there have been periods going back to President Bush in 2001, saying he looked into Vladimir uh, uh, 
president, Putin's I'm sorry. Eyes, yeah. The pre- yeah, looked into Putin's eyes. Uh, this has been a conundrum for multiple presidents to figure this mm-hmm. guy out. Uh, and, and we're going to probably have to have more diplomacy with him down the road as well. But at this moment, he is a pariah. He is inter- isolated internationally. And uh, he's dug a real hole for himself in terms of anyone wanting to talk to him uh, in the future and trusting his diplomatic word. We have had agreements in the past on nuclear weapons in particular. Those are crucial to our security. But he is- uh, Yeah, nukes are uh, really a uh, no-go zone. Uh, some notes here from Reuters Global Market Forum that uh, the EU is saying the following, quote, we will target strategic sectors of the Russian economy by blocking their access to key technologies and markets. We will weaken Russia's economic base and its capacity to modernize. Uh, Future slipping a little bit again right now after this uh, this update here uh, about eight minutes ago on these new potential sanctions. It does look like futures are quite reactive to sanctions as uh, as as it's uncertain exactly how these sanctions might impact uh, our stock market or potentially corporations uh, uh, providing uh, services. Let's see here. Yeah, okay. The odds now of a 50 basis point hike from the Federal Reserve are actually declining. They've now fallen as low as 13% after being as high as 38% yesterday. And right now it appears that uh, as a fear asset, gold is kicking Bitcoin's butt. And nobody likes to hear that. Unless you're in gold. All right. Um, boy, let's say, I guess we will begin first with Congressman and because, you know, he's the only man on the panel. So we need to start with him first. I'm wondering what your initial reaction would be from what you have seen tonight. You've had about four hours to kind of get through. Okay. Did he just say, we're going to start with the Congressman first because he's the only man on the panel. I feel like that was disconnected from what he meant because he, I think he said we're going to start with congressman and then kind of reiterated the person's name and this guy's like because he's the only guy but it kind of came across as like well we're going to start with the man because he's the only man here <laughs> that didn't sound good <laughs> I, I, I think it was the former that I described but what I heard did not sound good anyway um so uh, Brent here at uh, 103, uh, still holding on to that 103, and uh, Dow, uh, S&P, or NASDAQ really vacillating around that negative uh, 3% range here. Looking at gold, gold up now about 1.66%. That's been relatively stable. 10-year treasure, pretty stable here as well. All right, let's hop on and let's, let's see what commentary we get here 
is, will Biden help Ukraine fight off Russia? What Putin wants to do is to make this as smooth as possible. So the first 12 to 24 hours, very critical as he'll go after command and control targets. There's still a lot the U.S. and NATO can do to help Ukraine providing military intelligence, location of Russian forces, even some air power and surveillance. They have got to decide if they're going to help Ukraine fight and it is going to be ugly to watch. It is going to be ugly to watch. And, I, and I'm wondering, Rebecca Heinrich, is, is that really the answer? You're going to have to do more. You have to watch Ukraine fight this battle. And that is going to be heartrending for people around the world because this could go on for a long time. And it is clearly, at least from the outside looking in, a mismatch. Yes, there's three things that we really need to do. The first is this idea that we're By the way, uh, continued reiteration here that the Russian armed forces... Uh, are not to strike citizens. Now you give full four sanctions. Watch the ruble, the ruble go through the floor. Really lay on the pain. And then you can offer to take the pain off once uh, Putin decides to lay off or to have more um, restricted aims. And, and then you're going to see, hopefully, the Russian people come out in the streets because they're going to feel the pain. That needs to be the strategy now, so they need to flip it. The other thing, we need to have, uh, we need a Russian... Uh, military support to the bolts in the polls. That's going to inspire and give greater confidence to Ukrainians. And it's also uh, numerous updates now from the Ukrainian government that uh, banks are operating. It seems like there's a lot of potential panic, uh, maybe even uh, uh, fears of a bank run forming. I, I don't expect it would get to this sort of level, but we're seeing this a lot. And uh, also talk about uh, there being no restrictions on foreign exchange transactions in Ukraine right now. Back off. We don't want nuclear employment. We don't want it at all. And so we need to be shoring up deterrence because this is a very serious situation in the fog of war. It can spin out of control. Yeah, but Congressman Fitzpatrick, she talks about laying on the pain. We, we just kind of established it takes a while to lay on the pain. I mean, you know. This could have been Danger here now of a food inflation skyrocketing after wheat, palm oil, uh, and, and, and other sectors skyrocket. Okay, Ukraine has just suspended its foreign exchange market. Okay, that came shortly after the other update, saying everything was fine. But we still ought to be give, giving them everything that they need. Uh, and by the way, Trace, we've given them uh, a lot of anti-tank uh, but no anti-aircraft, no anti-missile defense systems. And look what you're seeing now. They've essentially, they're claiming that they've taken out uh, Ukraine's air defense system. This is a problem. This is why they were asking for stingers a long time ago. It's why they, they were asking for Patriot missiles. Uh, they've received very little or if any, uh, they got no Patriots and they got very few stingers and they got them late. Uh, but it's important to remember, Trace, and I think Rebecca is spot on. Um, over half of the Ukrainian population. Okay, now they're going to limit bank withdrawals in Ukraine. That's going to freak people out to a certain amount per day. Russia may be able to take Kiev. They're not going to be able to, uh, to hold Kiev or hold Ukraine. It's going to be very ugly. Um, mm -hmm. That's really what we're about to see unfold here. And I pray that President Biden is strong. It looks like, oh my gosh, it looks like the limit is going to be $339 per day. Uh, for bank withdrawals. That's pretty low. Pretty low. Now limiting cash withdrawals. And uh, 
some individuals in Ukraine are saying that many are not working and that some have long lines. Some people are robbing people as they're trying to go get money from ATMs now. It's terrible. It was, they did. See, this is, this is why we need crypto. Ready to fight. And I think it's a crucial choice now for the U.S. and NATO to help Ukraine fight Russia. We're in a whole new world. And thank heavens, we do have our F-35s in Germany. Those are nuclear-capable aircraft. We do have tactical nuclear weapons available in Europe to maintain deterrence there. That's ever so much more important. And we've got to be ready and buttoned up in case of a cyber attack that extends beyond Ukraine and reaches right. to the U.S. or to our NATO allies. Yeah, and Rebecca Heinrich, I mean, it's, it's a great point because, you know, you look at the, the chessboard going on over there right now, and the last thing Vladimir Putin wants, I'm sure... We're now expecting the full package of American sanctions to come tomorrow. Ukrainians, just Dr. Graham said, this is not even the Ukrainian military that we saw in 2015. It's even more disciplined. It's more unified. It's better trained, stronger sense of Ukrainian identity. This is going to be a tough military. They're brave, they're outgunned, they're outmanned, but they've got lots of courage, lots of heart. They're going to push through. They're going to defend their country, defend their families. And it's our responsibility to just keep giving them the, the weapons to do that. But again, I just want to put a caution on that. When we do that, we are getting involved. And I think yeah. we should do it. And But we need to make sure that we are communicating very crystal clear to Vladimir Putin mm -hmm. that he better keep his aims more mild. He better not spread them. He, I, there was reporting that he was getting kind of near the Polish border. He's got to back away from that Polish border or we're going to have a major, major problem. All of this is meant to de-escalate, of course, and get us back to a place of peace. Ukrainians are not the ones who did anything wrong here. This was not NATO expansion that did this. This is all on Vladimir Putin and his expansionist aims. He's been yeah. telling us what he wants to do for years. We just haven't been listening. I got about 30 seconds. Yeah, Victor, would love to hear more from you. We're, uh, Victor here shouting out that we are far from supply chain issues being resolved. I deal with logistics in, uh, uh, in Tacoma. Situation is way critical than you see from normal news feeds. Wow, would love to know a little bit more. Yeah, send us some more details. Thanks, Tara. And thank you. Shout out to those of you who are members of the uh, live stream chat here. Keep in mind, every day the market opens up, I do a course member live stream. If you want to join those, if you have not had a chance to check those out yet, check out uh, the newest course, the Wealth Path. Uh, that one's still in development, though. You can always check out the others, too, though. Stocks and Psychology of Money, Real Estate Investing, Do-It-Yourself Property Management, and more. Well, let's take a look at what else we have here. Russians uh, in Ukraine. And we have to Okay, go. here's a large this is an unverified explosion here. Uh I I don't know if this is accurate, but I'm going to show this here. This looks like it is uh an explosion at a potential military uh what is this? We'll, we'll try to find out where here. Here we go. Military Depot in this particular region here. I'm just not going to even try. Let me see if I can find it out myself where it is. Here we go. That's that's central Ukraine. That's right in the middle of Ukraine here. 
And that looks quite substantial. So I'm going to heart this again. If you want to see a history of what I've hearted, all, all these videos here related, uh, just follow me on Twitter at real meet Kevin. Uh, and then you can look at my profile and the like history. Oh, this is incredible. All right. Let's keep listening in here. Uh, okay. We do also, again, have futures here on uh, tech down about 3.11% and Dow back to being down about 840 points. On Russian military vehicles and warplanes. And later this morning, President Biden is expected to unveil what the White House described. Okay, more explosions now being heard in the eastern city of Kharkiv. Threats and deeds have failed to deter Vladimir Putin from launching a bloody campaign to seize Ukraine on his own. It is an ever-escalating conflict that efforts of diplomacy by the international community have failed so far to resolve. Yep. Gosh, somebody wants to know who wins in a debate, U.S. versus Russia and U.S. versus China in a nuclear war. Well, obviously the U.S. <sighs> But nobody wants to talk about that. I, I don't think that's... Uh, oh, look at this. Bank of Russia temporarily bans short selling as the uh, Moex uh, crashes. Short selling getting banned. Still down 30% on the Moscow Stock Exchange. In their homes, if you take a look at it, what's going on, not everyone's listening to that. Some people are still out and driving. Other people are huddled in the subway. There was bombing in the pre-dawn hours, and there were more attacks within the past hour. We could hear a sort of rumbling in the distance. It's a foggy, cloudy day here, so you could just hear sort of muffled like thunder in the distance. There have been no reports of mass casualties from any of those attacks. Russia is saying it's using precision weapons and that they're not targeting civilians. It's likely they're targeting air defense systems. Russia is saying it has knocked out the entire... Oh, the question was non-nuclear. Uh, nuclear. Sorry, I misread that. Uh, U.S. versus Russia, U.S. versus China. Well, of course, still the U.S. But yeah, I mean, both of those would be terrible. Terrible bloodbaths. Anyway, uh, Moex Index now potentially down as much as 35% as uh, Russia bans short selling of their stock exchange. Hours long, people are buying groceries, people are trying to get money out of the bank. They are fleeing. Other people though are in their basements. They're in the subway system here. It's 30 Gosh, look at that traffic for people trying to leave on the left. We're scared about what could happen. So they're taking shelter where they can. Russian President Vladimir Putin has announced uh, an operation in Eastern Ukraine. But it's clear the facts on the ground go far beyond that. The nation of Ukraine is being attacked on all fronts, from the north, from the east, and from the south. The most worrisome prospect at this time is Russian forces from the north, from Belarus, across that border. More than 30,000 Russian forces there are on the move. They've been battling Ukrainian border guards. They are headed this way towards the capital city. What uh, oil now stabilizing slightly at uh, 102 slightly down a little bit. Siege operation. It seems likely 
that with the extent and the okay european stock markets just opened germany down 4.8 percent france down 4.4 uk down 3.1 and italy down 4.3 that's what we're waiting for that's what we expect trace yeah and as you were on the screen steve we had live pictures uh 10:04 a.m the traffic you were talking about coming west out of Kiev, it looks extensive. It is bumper to bumper, and it, it yeah. looks like it will take a very long time to get these people to where they are going. We're not saying all of them are fleeing, but clearly some of them are. And I'm wondering if you know, if you've heard at all, Steve, and I don't want to pin you in on this, but do you know if there are any policies in places like Poland on what they would do? Would they allow these people to come in? Are they allowing refugees to come across the border? Do we know any of that, and has that been talked about? It has been talked about. In multiple bordering nations, preparations have been underway to receive refugees. And, of course, estimates of the amount of refugees, if there is a full-scale Russian invasion, and that's certainly what we're looking at this morning. Yeah, UVXY would probably jump tomorrow, but uh, it might be too late, especially if uh, we get sort of a peak of volatility. If people wait so long, why are they all flooding onto the highway now? I think that speaks to the fact that for many people here in Ukraine, what is happening today is the unthinkable. To be attacked with rockets, with missiles, with bombs from Russia in their capital city was to many people here unthinkable. So they haven't left until this morning when they could hear for themselves the explosions. Trace? Yeah, it just seems to me, Steve, and I know you're busy and I'm going to let you go, but it seems to me like when these people are leaving and you say that, that, that today is the unthinkable, was there a belief here from the days that you've been here that, that these people believed that, that Vladimir Putin was just not going to go forward with this campaign or that diplomacy really stood a very good chance of succeeding? I think there was a belief from top to bottom, from people on the street to journalists who've covered the story for years to analysts, that a full-scale attack was so illogical, was so reckless, that it simply couldn't happen. And yet it is happening wider wow. than even the worst expectations, not just eastern Ukraine, not just the capital, cities in the west under attack as well. Full-scale, major invasion, regime change, the likely goal. Trace? Steve Harrigan, back to you as the news breaks. We see the traffic right there in Kyiv. Those are people, as Steve said, coming west out of Kyiv, likely going to or near the Polish border. Uh, many of them could be... Long lines now at uh, Ukrainian supermarkets as well. And we've seen this for a while here. Uh, Russian Defense Ministry said in a statement that its military was not conducting strikes against Ukrainian cities. Instead, they used high-precision weapons. Uh, making inoperable Ukrainian's, uh, Ukrainians' army uh, and military infrastructure, air defense systems, airfields, and air forces. European natural gas futures still up 31%. As the Russian military attacked Ukraine, the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen said, quoting here, the target is the stability in Europe and the whole of the international peace order, and we will hold President Vladimir Putin accountable for that. We will present a package of massive and targeted sanctions to European leaders for approval. Strongest and harshest package. The question is, will it be enough and will it give the people of Ukraine enough breathing room 
to be able to stand and mount their fight. Let's turn now to Fox News correspondent Lucas Tomlinson. He is live in Lviv with more. Lucas. Trace, I'm located in the western Ukrainian city of Lviv, about six hours west of where Steve Harrigan just reported from the capital. When he talks about Moex stock, uh, the Moscow stock exchange down about 29% right now. Not that full 30 that we've seen. Dow uh, actually recovering down about 683 points. Oil still at about 102. NASDAQ down 2.58% told me that he's actually prepared to dismiss the students, use the dormitories, use some of the flats in town to host some of those refugees. Now, speaking of uh, the Russians uh, launching this large-scale invasion, there are some unconfirmed reports. There's video on social media of Russian forces about five hours north of this city, where I am right now, in Brest, Belarus, heading south, heading this way. So we'll continue to look at that. Now, as far as... Uh, conditions on the ground before I just after joining you last time trace I took a walk around Let's talk about a potential refugee crisis coming out of Ukraine and subways being used as bomb shelters people uh, buying large amounts of food groceries a lot of potatoes coffee uh, this happens to be the, the coffee capital of the country uh, people were loading up on supplies uh, the queue at the ATM machine long lines of people Okay, New York Times now has some footage of Russian troops entering Ukraine uh, that the New York Times has verified. Let's take a look. Yeah, looks like some security footage here of uh, troops entering on the right. Why didn't they just close the gate? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. And yet there are troops that are marching from Belarus down to where you are. You're about five or six yep. hours away, you said, from where Steve Harrigan is. How far would that make you from where the troops are coming down? Well, if they just go south, the Russian troops from Brest, Belarus, they'll be here in about five hours. A straight shot south on the highway. We're located about 40 miles east of the... Five hours uh, to get to the capital. Um, so, you know, this this is coming. And, and like Steve said, uh, a lot of people on the streets here for weeks. So I've been on the ground here in Ukraine for about three weeks. I was in the capital for two weeks. I've been here for about a week. Nobody saw this coming on the ground. Certainly, we're getting the warnings from the Pentagon and from the White House. But whenever we spoke to people on the streets, they just shrugged. We are also seeing a recovery here on BTC, just like uh, we saw on Futures, at least for the time being. We're getting a little bit of a recovery here. 35.7 on BTC right now. Oh, over the uh, invasion here. Scander short-range ballistic missiles that took out, from what the Russians claim, are airfields, military targets, and Ukraine's air defense system. You would expect, now that the air defenses have reportedly been neutralized, then you'll see, uh, you know, helicopter gunships. Remember, we've seen these. Gold almost up a complete 2% now. Oil still sitting at 102. Showing dozens of Russian helicopters in Belarus and Crimea. So you'd expect those will be launching perhaps later today. I'm curious, Lucas, why leave Kiev and go to Lviv? I mean, is there a sense that if you get to one of these outlying areas, even though it's a fairly large city, that there's no appetite by the Russians to take these over and that what they really want is the grand prize, which is the capital of Ukraine? 
Well, we interviewed a few people on the ground. Okay, folks. Well, uh, I would say at this point, it is time to get a little bit of sleep before the market opens up. So make sure to check out FTX. Go to metkevin.com slash FTX or use that link down below. Check out the programs on building your wealth down below. And uh, I won't be sleeping long because I'm going to be awake for market open. And who knows? Maybe maybe we'll do, uh, depending on what things look like, uh, a more broad live stream in the morning or something to that effect. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, hopefully things remain stable over the next, uh, five hours here as troops make their way over to Kiev. And obviously, uh, fighting would, uh, would lead to more anxiety and, uh, markets. We shall see. Anyway, thanks for being here for the last three and a half hours and we'll see you in the morning.